0: And gentlemen,
1: and so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise, all the way to the top. The fall. P. Rose just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand
0: goes up, your mouth
1: goes shut. The most extensive, what? Intensive, comprehensive, what? Counter offensive wrestling show on the planet. It's time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And
0: I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your
1: mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you. Jamie, how are we doing today? Doing lovely, Chris. Wow. Okay. Try to make sure that you are not lovely by the time this uh, show is over. Try to ruin your day here a little bit. That's my plan. Thursday, got a lot of rumors to get into. Going to start with one surrounding Sami Zayn and uh, the reason why he was not allowed at the greatest of Royal Rumble. Uh, but that was basically what it was. He was not allowed to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. That was why they ran the injury angle that they did on the April 23rd show. That's explain to him not being on the show. Uh, he was not told why he wasn't on the show and that apparently there was a directive out that nobody could speak on it until after this. Uh, to avoid controversy that the company has now told a performer that couldn't go to the show because of his ethnicity. Because as you know, he comes from a Syrian heritage. He's Canadian, but comes from a Syrian heritage. And uh, the announcers and others were given handbooks with rules, customs, and things to avoid doing. And that they and obviously we're not allowed to mention anything about Sami Zayn uh, or on the broadcast about women. So they're, we're learning more of the backstage politics yes. of the Greatest Royal Rumble. Gets and, better and better every day, doesn't it? And Mr. Corey Graves may have found himself into some trouble as well in reference to the Greatest Royal Rumble after returning from the Greatest Royal Rumble. He posted an Instagram. Post, you know, talking about, I don't remember the exact, the wording here. I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. Uh, here's what it was. A drink to remember that no matter how bad we think we have it, at least our women have rights and we all have freedom of expression. Hashtag, if you get it, you get it. And apparently there there's some heat backstage with him uh, and that, uh, quote, Graves is more, or Graves is, quote, more replaceable than he thinks he is. That is a quote attributed to the Wrestling Observer newsletter in reference to what somebody has said about Corey Graves. And by the way, uh, Corey Graves not replaceable uh, on no. this main roster. So whoever, th- whoever thinks that inside the company and leak that, uh, they're wrong. Uh, so this is not good as the more and more of this uh, stuff th- comes out surrounding this event. WWE not looking great.
0: No, it gets... <sighs> it gets significantly worse the more we hear from it um, and this goes back to what I said on our radio show last night which if you want if you didn't catch that one shame on you wow uh, and two you can go to frsslam.com and it, it's uploaded there in the podcast section so you, you, you can listen to the words that Chris and I said last night on the air but you asked me a very pointed question and it, would you like to do it again more sure sure okay. you can ask uh, it. We're asking okay. again. we'll, we'll ask okay. again we'll, we'll redo the
1: spot okay, well, since you botched it we'll um, re-do I, did, the spot. I didn't botch it Ran right, right over. I, just, I, didn't if, I didn't know if you wanted me to do it again. So, we had this first event, right? And at WrestleMania, we had the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. There was a lot of criticism over that. Correct? There was. And Almost th- immediately. And the, the, the big thing was the sponsors got involved, and it forced WWE to change kind of notice because there was a lot of mainstream appeal around it. Correct? Yes. Not a lot of mainstream appeal around the Greatest Royal Rumble. Not a lot of people knew about it. Towards the end, it sort of gained some traction and now coming out, learning all the things that we've learned, now it is gaining some mainstream appeal in reference to some of the things that needed to be done from WWE side and really the bad look of the WWE doing the show. So now that there is mainstream appeal around this, I will ask you, Jamie, will there be more backlash and more repercussions and more mainstream attention to this issue the second time around when they go back in October because they are planning to go back in October?
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. As the great Daniel Bryan once said, y- yes, yes, there will be more attention this time around. And I think it's not necessarily because of stuff that happened while the show was on the air. I think it's the lineup of things that have happened since the show went off the air. I think starting with, I believe, I'm sorry, it was the Saudi, Ameri- uh, Saudi Arabian Athletic Council. Was the that right? Sport, the, the Sports, sports council.
1: Sports Authority.
0: Sports Authority. We don't have those anymore. Those went out of business. Well, you want me to pull it up again?
1: Whatever, doesn't work. You
0: need the quote. Uh, talking about how the uh, Saudi
1: General Sports Authority. General Sports Authority. Got it. Okay. The GSA. Sure.
0: Um, p- people are not a fan of a lot of things that end with SA, except for like the USA, like, PSA? like the TSA or the. A PSA. NSA, I, mean, I don't Public like the Salesforce NSA.
1: I Don't like the TSA. Uh,
0: the, the statement about how because WWE showed a uh, a commercial.
1: I have the quote. Had, Would you like right, me to read, read it? it? This, was basically rehashing the spot from last night. Quote, the great general, the gr- the, I'm sorry. <sighs> Quote, the general sport authority would like to apologize to the viewers and attendees of last night's WWE event that took place in Jeddah over the indecent scene involving women that appeared as an ad before a segment. It would like to confirm it's... Which, by the way, the indecent scene was women wrestling. It was the backlash ad. Yes. It would like to confirm its total disapproval of this in the shadow of its commitment to eliminate anything that goes against the community's values. The authority has made sure to ban showing of any segment that involves women wrestling or any scenes related to it and stipulated that to the company, WWE. The authority also disapproved any promotional stuff with pictures or videos showing women in an indecent way and emphasized on commitment of this rule. And it's a commitment that the authority would still commit to forever in all of its events and programs. So let me ask you a question, Jamie. Then now and forever. Does that sound like a country that is going in the right direction? Does that sound like progress that WWE is going to be at the forefront of well, no. like they try to tell us they Look, are.
0: They, they are making some very slow, very behind progress. But no, that is not, that statement does not do WWE any favors because it takes away the one thing that they could at least pretend existed was that they were going to actually have a significant role to play in changing the the landscape of the geopolitical climate in that country going forward, which was, again, never going to happen, but they had the ability to ride the wave of change that is coming based on the the new prince that is – it has a little bit – I shouldn't say in charge yet, but has more power. Look, that was the beginning of this. Then you have more and more stuff. You have the thing that – you have Sami Zayn, which you've read off the top of the show about him not being allowed uh, on the show there. You've had a little bit more mainstream press about what could be said, what could not be said. You have the, the propaganda advertisement about the country and, you know, oh, women can drive here. It's c- super cool. Um, I think it's now in this part of – now that we have all of this context because we thought going in, we knew that women would not be allowed to wrestle on the show. But everything else we thought might be a problem was still all in theory. We hadn't seen it yet. It hadn't happened, it hadn't played out before our eyes. Now everything we thought on the negative side about this event has come to fruition and has come to fruition in writing, in advertising, and we now have a tangible item to look at and say, wow, this was bad. Now I think it's gonna get more people's attention. As you mentioned, I think BBC did a story about it. Uh, yes. About them. So I think when they go back, they're going to get a lot of questions based on all of these things, and they're going to have to be prepared to answer them because they can't now lean on the, well, we don't know what's going to happen yet, and you have to wait and see how the show plays out. No, we saw what played out. We saw the statement that was made. We have seen these things that have now leaked out. Uh, what is your response to WWE?
1: And I think that's the that's the telling part, really, is – that we knew what was going to occur, and some of the stuff was again, like Jamie said, in theory what we thought was going to happen. But now that we're here, now that we're past the point, and we're learning some of the things that we're learning, it is clear that this was a money grab. Well, and I mean, I think that was clear it, from the beginning. But I, I know, but but now now we have examples to point to of things they put aside for this money grab, and again. This is what companies do. This is what businesses do. We should not expect every major business and, and any business really to have high moral standards. The ones that do, great. That's awesome. But we should not expect that every company and every business does that because this is not the way the world works. But for a company that touts all of the stuff that they do to then go back on a lot of it here, I, I thought was was bad at the time. And I think it's only it's for me, it's getting day. worse for more of the stories that I learn about what is actually happening here. Uh, as we kind of go through all of this Keith Lee signing with WWE okay your thoughts fine Keith Lee doesn't do, doesn't move the needle for wow. me wow he's, he's good he's a good worker he doesn't move the needle for me doesn't move the needle this is t- preference Again, I it's know nothing against it, him it, as a worker it,
0: I, I don't have any just has not moved the needle for
1: me yet that shocks me yet that shocks me it could happen but yet wWE.com poll what match should Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa compete in next? Do you want me to give you all the choices here, what they, what they have? Sure. A stretcher match. Last man standing match. Okay. False count anywhere match. Okay. Ambulance match. Empty arena match. Hell in a cell match. Steel cage match. That's a lot of options. And then the option that I think is the most intriguing for me and the one that I'm actually going to vote for in the poll right now a three stages of hell match. They haven't run a... They, wow, when is the last three stages of the hell match they've had? It's been years. It had to be It had to be six, seven years. Cena Ryback. So, Payback 2012. So six years Hold ago. Hold on. Payback 2012. By the way, I just voted. Uh, three stages of hell, 53% of the vote. No other match has more than 17% of the vote. Well, yeah, that when, that's
0: always the great equalizer. What should the three stages be, though? You have to, I think you have to end with a submission match.
1: You have to end with a, sure. I love, yes. I love the We're psychology
0: of ending a three stages of hell match with a submission Yes,
1: match. John Cena versus Ryback in a three stages of hell match. Payback 2013. So five, five years ago. So five years ago is your last three stages of hell match. A lumberjack match. Stupid. That's a stupid stipulation. That's the worst stipulation. That's
0: the worst stipulation in professional wrestling. My column. A
1: lumberjack match? Yes. That, that is the, that the is first. that is the the worst gimmick match. No, I'm just I'm just explaining what the falls were. The first match was a lumberjack match. The second match was a tables match and the third fall was an ambulance match. One of the worst put together three stages of hell matches I think I've ever seen. Those are shocking, not shocking. I've seen a I've back a Siena Ryback feud. Uh
0: I think you end with a submission match or last man standing. I'm fine with ending with last man standing cuz I think the the but if you do a last man standing, you can't do submission earlier. Like, I feel like you, you have to end the, sh- the, the match with either – like, those are match enders.
1: A cage match is a match ender.
0: A guy taps out, a guy who lost man standing, can't answer a 10 count. That has to be a last stage thing. That you can't yes. open with that.
1: I think, I think you should go with a submission to close the match. Yes. And then what you do is you have a false count anywhere match to open, get the crowd hot, get him involved – and then your cool, cage in the middle. Then your cool down could be a cage or a table match. Ooh, you know
0: what would be really good? No, do a cage in the middle. So Gargano wins the first fall. Cage in the middle. Ciampa escapes Oh, the that second fall.
1: dastardly jerk Tommaso Ciampa escaping. And then the and third fall is a submission. That's out. good.
0: So that way you give him a win, but you don't really give him a win over Gargano. It's very interesting. W- I, I think that would be interesting psychology right
1: WWE, w- take our advice.
0: Over the top too, don't walk, through, don't walk through the door. Even for heel heat, the door is stupid. Don't spear. By the way, Roman Reigns almost broke his neck on that spear. I continue to watch the replay of him it's spiking his head, top of his head, into the the cage door as he goes for that spear. It
1: is not great. Uh, so you're not a big fan
0: of the Keith Lee signing. Uh, I just, I, I don't. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't know enough about him. I have not seen enough of his work. But what you have
1: seen to have you, a strong opinion about him either way. But what you have seen hasn't swayed you enough. No, but that doesn't mean anything
0: necessarily. Like I, there, there are plenty of people that have signed in WWE that I didn't think much of or didn't think anything of when they signed that they slowly started to like them more as I see them work more. So I i them open. I haven't seen something I've disliked. I just, it hasn't, I, I, I haven't seen enough to, to formulate an opinion and I'm just not going to make one up on the spot just because.
1: Really? Yeah. I think you should. Give me, an, give me a, a made up opinion about Keith Lee. No? Okay. Uh, WWE apparently has trademarked an old WCW pay-per-view name, also known as a former WWE pay-per-view, the Great American Bash. Okay could potentially bring be bringing that back not really sure where they're going to do that or what they're gonna use it for potentially the uh, the next show in Saudi Arabia maybe the greatest American bash <laughs> they're gonna to have to do that with every show now right they're gonna to have to just add the greatest
0: we just, re- na- just name it something else Wow that
1: would that would take some creativity which I don't think
0: we're name it after another one of your gimmick matches the greatest last man
1: standing. Why do, why do you give them these bad ideas? Why do you do this? So other than that, Jimmy, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. Greatest so so what, do you, what do you got? You got anything you want to discuss here? You want to talk about? There's a New Japan shows that was on last night, one more on tomorrow. Uh, I have not watched either, so cannot comment on what is occurring. Rumors are that uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Jericho was spotted at an airport uh, in Japan, I believe. So signaling to what we all kind of thought with the way the rumors were going, that he is going to be there for this show in Fukuoka. Who set up his match against Naito for Dominion, so that's something to look forward to. Um,
0: we'll talk about Triple H's comments about the Undertaker because I want to I hear what you, you think about this because you and I have talked about Taker wrestling and whether or not he should continue to do so. Okay, um, this is uh courtesy of 411 Mania. Okay, A quote from Triple H I think one person has the right to call the shots, and that's Undertaker. He wants to be able to give out to give his best, and if he can't, then he doesn't want to do it. I think he feels great and wants to be able to be out there but it comes down to himself as it should in that, regards to.
1: That's great, that's great and all. And if he wants to, if he wants to wrestle, you know, I, I'm not gonna be the guy that walks up to Mark Calloway and tells him he can't wrestle because I'm, I'm scared of him. But I, 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 I don't know if there's anything left for him to do that I haven't seen. The there one thing. There isn't. The one thing that was left was seeing a taker and that was a disappointment like we thought it was. The
0: people want to see uh, taker sting
1: you're never gonna see that. But
0: they want to see that ten years ago. Yeah, and
1: you're not gonna, you're see, not it gonna see it now.
0: And and by the way, even if Sting was healthy, I wouldn't want to see it right now. No. So I mean, that has come and gone. Uh, I I don't. I understand that. Look, Undertaker's made enough money for that company that I I totally understand. Uh, their willingness to let him call the shots, and I and I I do understand that. And that there's a respect level. However. If you're asking me from an entertainment standpoint whether or not I still need to see Undertaker do something in the ring, I do not. And that's mm-hmm. not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Mark Calloway. I'm not being disrespectful to the Undertaker character. It, it, is, it is arguably, aside from maybe Hogan in, in terms of a character character, not like Rock or Austin, but like a true like gimmick, the, aside from Hogan, the best gimmick that's ever happened in WWE, maybe never ever in professional wrestling. Right. However, I- I just I, I worry for his safety. He has gotten hurt. He didn't get hurt in the Cena match, but he's gotten hurt in. Well, you how did get hurt in prior. a one minute
1: match? It was a one minute and twenty six second match.
0: He's gotten hurt in several matches prior. I just I still I don't need to see it anymore.
1: There's nothing more that I need to see out of Undertaker. If you want to do a retirement match with him and Kane, a double retirement match. Which, by the way, congratulations to Kane. Almost soon to be mayor Kane. Well, Not he yet. won he won the what the Republican nomination yeah, for yeah. mayor. Well,
0: I believe the last time a non Republican won that county was like decades ago.
1: So you're saying he's the favorite?
0: Yes. By the way, won by like 17 votes or something. Yeah. Vote counts. That's right.
1: So Mayor Kane, um, you you could you can convince me right now. I'm fascinated by the smear campaign against Kane. What is the smear campaign? Fascinated. What what would it be? You used to. You're a wrestler. I
0: just want to all be old clips of him doing stuff in WWE. That would be hilarious. Because for him, that's. Do you want this man to be your mayor? And, And his response is, Okay, really. I know, but it'd be hilarious. Imagine like this is a man who electrocuted businessman Shane McMahon's balls on air. You can't say that. I can't. You it's can't. a freaking podcast. I I Cannot
1: say that. Um, you could convince me right here, Vince McMahon could walk in these doors. First of all, that'd be really cool. Second of all, he could walk in here and say, Chris, we're doing Kane versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania in a retirement match. And they're both gonna be a double retirement. Be like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Other than that, I can't think of anything I want to see. I don't want to see Taker Rock. I don't want to see Taker Cena again. I don't need to see Taker Triple H again. Taker, Roman, no, we did that. And there's nobody. There's nobody left that I need to see. Taker Wyatt, we did. We've done it. We've and done we it did, all. And it was a disappointment. There's nothing left that he can there's do.
0: There's one thing. I thought of one thing that I'd like to see happen.
1: I swear, if you just say what I just said. What? I just said Taker Kane in a retirement match. No, that's okay. not
0: what it is. One thing I'd like to see happen. It's never going to happen. Doesn't really, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to happen, oh, but I'm to see it. For one feud, we bring back the Legend Killer.
1: So Randy Orton? Randy
0: Orton retires The Undertaker with an old school Legend Killer gimmick. We turn Orton heel, who eventually then put over somebody else. But that would be, that. Would, I, would, I would enjoy that. But I that's would it. I enjoy that angle.
1: But that's it. Um, I wanna,
0: I, I'm gonna bring us back to a topic I talked about a little bit earlier. Did you happen to catch, and, and the, apologies if you brought this up earlier, uh, David Bixenspan's article.
1: I did the not. Daily Beast. And I did not bring it up. Okay. David Bixenspan of Deadspin.
0: Yes, but he also did a piece for the Daily Beast. Uh, and here's the headline. Uh, because let's go back to the topic we, we started talking about earlier in the Great War Rumble. Vince McMahon's WWE is pushing anti Iran propaganda for Saudi Arabia. That is the headline. Uh, he, he's not wrong. So this is getting, as we've said earlier, a little bit more attention. Now, Daily Beast is not the New York Times. I'm not saying like this, you're going to have millions of people all of a sudden going, wait, what the heck is going on with WWE and Vince McMahon right now? But this is I'm go look happening. Jamie, I, I, I... With the I, subtitle, the kingdom is paying top dollar for these bouts and getting its money's worth, apparently.
1: Uh, what is this under? It's got to be under, under Ar- just, arts and culture.
0: has to be. Yeah. I oh, don't no, it's just, it's under greatest question mark. But yes, uh, it, and this article published Entertainment? yesterday. Yesterday, or no, excuse me, it published this morning. 5.31 a.m. Eastern this morning is when it, it's timestamped. What the, the Daily Beast. Do you want me to slack it to
1: you? Yeah, please, because I can't. Slack not a sponsor of this podcast, but can be. Wow, interesting. I'm just looking through here, and I can't. But, but the point of it, this is this is to your point about. Oh, there is it is, found it. You found it? I oh, found okay. it. I'm going to do a quick read through here.
0: But again, this is to your point that. People are gonna start picking up on this now.
1: Can I I mean I mean the first the first paragraph. <laughs> Just read the first paragraph. Read it verbatim. Saudi Arabia
0: used the men of World Wrestling Entertainment, owned by the husband of Trump cabinet member Linda McMahon. I mean, to put out anti-Shiite propaganda.
1: There's nothing wrong with uh, that sentence. There's nothing wrong with that sentence. I mean, that wrong and this <laughs> i i jumped up and down on the table for weeks about this and i got i and i know i understand that there, there were probably some of you out there that listen to this that didn't want to hear me talk about it every day but this was a big deal and this is why the, the wwe was used and guess what the reason why i want to talk about it so much is we got 10 more years of this yeah. We're not done with this. It's a 10-year deal. WWE signed on the dotted line a 10-year deal to do shows in Saudi Arabia. This is not just a one-time make $25 million because that's what's being reported as the number that they got. They are going back. They're going back in October, apparently. They're going to go back year after year after year. So we're going to multiple times in the year. We're going to have to talk about this. And, and Jamie, we're going to go down a path on this podcast that— Probably going to be a little controversial to a lot of people. Probably not as controversial as Jim Ross's comments about the show. What did Jim Ross have to say?
0: Uh, I, I listened to the. I haven't listened to the whole episode yet, but I've listened to part of the episode of the, the newest uh, the Jim Ross Report, um, and it was brought up. Uh, he was with a co-host that I, I'm not terribly familiar with uh, for this episode only, talking about the greatest story of Rumble, and uh, this topic came up, and. The co-host mentioned the report that we have talked about that, that the women on the roster were going to get paid. We're going to get a paid And end. that is apparently accurate. That they for got the paid event. the way
1: that they would for any other big event. Yes. The Meltzer is confirmed.
0: And, and, and Jim Ross said that he doesn't understand why they would be getting paid for a show they were not on. And that it's not your birthright <sighs> for anybody, male or female, to be on a card. So.
1: Okay. I'm going to get. Said to, by the way,
0: he said. Two or three different times. So okay, so they missed miss I was call, gonna try a to give interpretation.
1: I was gonna go, and he says,
0: "I know this is gonna." He says, "I know this is gonna piss some people off," but that's what I believe.
1: Okay, he is he is right in the in the context of nobody deserves anything. The, the, I agree with that. There's
0: a kernel of truth in what he is saying, but it's, it
1: doesn't misapply. Right, so it doesn't it's apply not to that the this. That women didn't
0: earn their way onto the card. Correct. So they were not allowed. To be
1: on the card. If you are not on the card, you probably don't deserve to get paid. That I agree with. But this is a situation where there was nothing that those women could do to get themselves onto the Bingo. card. That's the difference. That's different. And that's where Jim Jr. takes a a, a thing that is is truthful, but applies it to something that, that it is, doesn't it's work. Not,
0: it's not a false yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm, where I want to go with this? Okay. I understand that in the world that we live in, in the society we live in, we cannot avoid politics. We cannot avoid the world and societal issues. I get that. And this is a lot of – Jamie, you know the whole hashtag stick to sports. Yes. It's something that you and I see on a daily basis because we work in the sports industry. I don't need – I view wrestling as an escape. Right? Escapism, correct? Yeah. That's what I view wrestling as. And I get it that they're gonna be angles that WWE runs or they're gonna reference some pop culture stuff that that dabbles in societal issues and pot and, and politics and everything like that. That's fine, I get that. I know going in that I'm gonna try to escape from the from the real world while I watch this, you know, this show or this movie or something like that. Like yesterday. I went to see the Avengers yesterday, okay? That was an escape for two and a half hours for me. I didn't worry about anything in the world, right? Yeah. That's what I want wrestling to be. I want any I want any pastime that I have to be that. Yet this is WWE forcing me to now have a take on something that I don't want. I don't want to I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to come on this podcast and yell about this every day. I don't. But they have forced me to do that because of their actions. And that is the problem. And they have to realize what they are doing because I think and you're not going to turn off – look, they have, what, 3 million people that watch Raw every yes. week? You're not going to turn off all of those fans. But I guarantee you there are, there's, a, there's a portion of people, a, 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 a large number – I wouldn't say it's more than a million, but it's a large number of people that were turned off by this whole situation and are going to flip the switch and, and, and not watch. That's a problem for a company that has a tough time keeping their audience to begin with.
0: Look, there's – you have to decide what you are as a company and be prepared to handle it. There was a time when WWE did not care one iota about what the outside bubble, anybody outside the wrestling bubble thought of them. And they were gonna do outlandish things that helped drive up viewership for them and that their fans wanted regardless of their pushback. There has been pushback against WWE content for a long time. Uh, And particularly in the Attitude Era, when it was even at its most popular, there was a lot of pushback for the way it, they portrayed women, um, the, the, the vulgarity that was used on the program, uh, the type of violence that was used, some of the gimmicks that were used, whether they were you know, the classic wrestling stereotype gimmicks, whether it was uh, nationalistic gimmicks, whether it was racial gimmicks. Uh, so uh, WWE has made a, made a decision in the past in that scenario that they didn't care about those things. They were going to do what they thought was best for their product that all changed when they decided to make another choice, and that is to go public and to have shareholders and to move their, themselves into the more public eye and more public scrutiny. They are now and, effectively—
1: And? Yes. To try to get Lyndon McMahon elected to the Senate. Yes. Let's not— but more I, importantly, to, to me, was, that was a big factor in a lot of the changes sure, that have gone but, over. Sure,
0: the bigger factor is, hey, let's line all our pockets with, with outside cash. Fair, yes, fair enough. Which, by the way, is what they should have done from a financial standpoint. Yes. So again, I'm not, that is not a criticism I'm having, it's just a, a, a fact. That that you give up some things when you do that, but you also made a ton of money. So, uh, but but you, you have decided as a company that you are very focused on your personal PR, that you are focused on your company's growth and your company making a difference in the world. You you do it with your Susan G. Komen campaigns. You do it with your with your warrior Make stuff. You do it with Make a Wish. You do it with uh, you. you, do it with, you know, you've tried to do it with Women's Evolution. You've done it with a lot of different aspects of your game, and you've decided that this is what we want to be, and we are going to gleefully tell people this is what we want to be, which is perfectly fine until you do something hypocritical to that
1: message. And then you decide to do this, which is hypocritical to your message, and then that's not enough. What you then decide to do is you sit in a room with all of your writers and you decide let's run an angle that placates... To the Saudi regime, right? Because yes. that's what that Iran-Saudi Arabia angle was. was.
0: Of course it was.
1: If that's not propaganda, which was used literally, the the definition of propaganda is exactly what WWE did. They did something on television that is supposed to make people believe something. Now, also, I don't
0: actually have a, a massive problem with that, to be honest with you, because uh, to me, it's wrestling, and to me, that's no different. I, and and I talked about this on a radio show as well. It's a fascinating for just a mental exercise. If you really want to look at this, like take wrestling on the equation. If you just want to talk about just the structure of building a wrestling show, not the actual wrestling itself. It is fascinating to look at a nationalistic propaganda angle that the U.S. is not involved in. Because when we see this on TV, it's always U.S. versus somebody. It's U.S. versus Russia, U.S. versus Iran, U.S. versus Bulgaria, U.S. versus Canada even. We've always seen though U.S. versus France. Those have been the gimmicks we have seen on WWE television from a nationalistic angle. Correct. We haven't seen it without the, the U.S. involved. We haven't. So this one is an Iranian versus Saudi Arabian conflict, which is it's a fascinating case study. So to me, I have a hard time. If you have been consistent along the way of criticizing every nationalistic angle WWE has run for the U.S. And you
1: know I'm not a fan of foreign heels. I've been very critical of that on this yeah, show. Then you
0: do it again. But this, this is not that far different you know, than it's not. having the Un-Americans versus Team USA what they did in the 2004.
1: It's group. not. But when you add in the context of what this show is... I think it, it, it differentiates itself from all of those other ones. J- just enough.
0: Yes, but I don't think... Uh, that aspect, no, it does not. That, this does not bother me even a little. The, the, that Iran segment does not bother me even a little bit. Things that bother the, me are, one, that that you not only that women couldn't be on the card, but they, you couldn't even show them. They couldn't even be seen, that, which is ridiculous. Uh, two, that, again, somebody like Sami Zayn couldn't be on the card. It's those things that bother me more than, than them running that segment. Now you have to know you're gonna get criticism for that segment. You have to, and you have to be okay with that. But everything, there were a lot of a lot worse things avowed in this event than that.
1: I thought I, I honestly did not think we were gonna be continue talking about this almost a week but, after but the every show. every day, there's something new comes out. But yeah, exactly. Every day, he's some-
0: in trouble for his Instagram post, which, by the way, I knew eventually one of these days, because he uses a hashtag. If you know, was it? If you know, then you know. If you
1: get it, then when you get, get it. it.
0: Because he's done that with a lot of different things. He did that with the the stuff between him and Booker T. He's done that with other stuff in the past. Um, just kind of passive aggressive, subtle way of, of taking a dig at something that is that is being heavily talked about. But
1: come on, you're gonna punish him for that? They are open. If, if I, this would, is... I would
0: be shocked if they did. I would be. F- floored if they punished him.
1: Next again. week you're gonna get Coach Booker T and it would Michael Cole an in your commentary.
0: Absolute team. PR disaster. It already is a PR disaster. No 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 but that element oh. is a PR that would be a PR disaster. Because P- you claim to be the company of free speech. You claim to be the the the, the American dream company that you can say whatever you want and you know, remember they're
1: just using their first amendment rights on all Monday that and Tuesday stuff. nights.
0: If you if he gets punished over that, now what I would I, I think what's very curious to watch mm-hmm. is not what's gonna happen because I I anticipate he will be on Raw. I anticipate he'll be on SmackDown. I wonder if he will be on the show in Saudi Arabia in November. October. That is it October. Or October. You sure?
1: I'm almost positive I'm that gonna Octo- double check that October was the month that I saw. I'm gonna double check. Okay, you can double check me. That's fine. We want we wanna get this right. November. Oh, it is November. Okay, so, so I accept would, your apology. In no, I'm not apologizing. I accept your apology. If we if we if we weigh the balance of things, I've gotten right on this show and things you've gotten yeah, wrong on this facts show. Yeah, not debatable. So well, I guess no, nowadays no much.
0: Not the point. Uh, yeah, that's
1: a different conversation. Yeah, don't don't go there.
0: I wonder if he's gonna be on that show because I can. He easily won't see a Scenario where he will not be on. He that will that not show. be
1: on that show. Then no, they will not they will not bring him with that show. And again, the, the reason why this continues, and, and I, I guess I didn't think about the impact of this at the time, but now I, I realize it. Look, this is a ten year deal. This is never oh, yeah. going to go away. This is going to be a cloud that hovers over this company for the next. They 10 might years. do at this pace. They might do twenty shows before the end of that deal,
0: hypothetically. If so, they do two a year, yes. So that that that's a lot of time. Maybe they'll be more prepared to answer these questions in November. But I, but but
1: Jimmy, there's no answer that's good enough, and you, you have know not that. Even trying. And you know that.
0: Yeah, but they're not even trying. I at least I would at least have some respect for them. At least attempting to try to make this seem not as bad as it is. They're not even trying.
1: No. No, they're actually making it worse. They are they're making it worse on themselves. Uh, we are g- not going to do uh, predictions for for Backlash today. We're going to do those tomorrow. So, but it does look like one more match is going to be added to Backlash, and maybe more than one. Uh, apparently, by the way, Ricochet has been great to work with in NXT, and quote in turn, producers have invited him to have more input in his character. Some of the rumors uh, down that that I'm seeing here, and I got one more I want to talk to you about because okay. I think this one is. Uh, on a, on a, uh, the 1 to 5 Melter scale of how believable this rumor is, negative 7. Really? WrestleVotes, so consider the source on this one. WrestleVotes. WrestleVotes okay. says NXT referee Drake Wertz made a play to work the Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H match at WrestleMania 34 and obviously got it. This apparently was a big surprise to the main roster referees. Negative 7. Why? Yeah, he didn't make a play to work to, to, to referee this match. Do you want to know why he refereed this match? Referees don't have that kind of pull. No, but do you want to know why? He, he's Triple H's number one referee in NXT. And if there's one match that you're going to be able to, if you're going to pick a referee for, that isn't on the road, what, 365 days of the year, yeah. working house shows and everything like that, that can run through a match with Ronda Rousey down at the Performance Center and can work through different spots with her, hmm, maybe it's the guy that works in NXT that Triple H sees every day. This is a negative 10. Right. There's not a
0: chance that this match was not completely and utterly start to finish
1: rehearsed. By Triple H beforehand. And and completely booked by Triple H and the referee decision was his literally shorts. they all ran through that in shorts and yes. a t shirt at some point. Correct. And where can you do that? The Performance Center. And which referee is available at the Performance Center? Drake is. Yeah. Like, I, that, I, yeah I'm sorry. He chance. didn't make a play for it. He got chosen because he was clearly the right guy for the job when you consider all of the factors involved here. That it's going to be Triple H in the match and he knows Triple H. That it's going to be a very rehearsed and structured match. The only person that can do, run through that with them is somebody that isn't on the road all that much. Right? We, we saw three weeks out, Jamie, three weeks out of WrestleMania, we saw stories about they're, they're already rehearsing this match. You can't do that with with Charles Robinson or uh, Mike Coyote, You can't do that. They're on the road every day. No. The only person you can do that with is somebody who has the free time because NXT tapes all at once. That's the, yeah, this, That's this, what this, this is, is about. This so is, that, this is, this w- I was very confused by that. Uh, so like I said, we're going to do backlash predictions tomorrow. Jamie, anything else or I'm going to get us out of here. we got basketball all. to go watch. That is all. All right, as always, guys, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at FRSlam Radio. FRSlam, or at FRSlam, excuse me. FRSSlam.com. For all of your pro wrestling content. At
0: FRS co- underscore slam, Chris. Get the new oh, that's branding. That's right. right. It's the underscore. The new branding right and so they, they can you find you us. You
1: changed the, the thing on me and didn't tell me. So we just did a
0: rebrand, Chris.
1: At FRS underscore slam. Go to FRSSlam.com for all your pro wrestling content needs. I wrote a story this morning about how Backlash is going to be a reset button for WWE. So please read that so I can feed my family. Uh, you can find the podcast on—I don't have a family. I just feed myself. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, FRS Slam Radio there as well. Also, FRS Slam Radio on Pocket Cast and Overcast for you Android listeners out there. While you're there, drop us a rating on all those different platforms. We would very much appreciate it. It also gets tweeted out and posted on the website as well. That's going to do it for us here, here today, guys. We will be back tomorrow with Backlash Predictions.